Uh, Alright, so this, uh, this is a podcast. Um, this is Elijah Martinez, aka Paul Bunyan, the Bunyan Man. And this is my co host, Roger Kynes, aka Lemon Lime Big Boy Rhymes. Yes, can I kind of speak up there? Alright, I got you. Okay, so. Alright, so we're here to discuss the, the well, superheroes. Uh, and what's, uh, that's a bit of a broad topic, so we're going to go into two, two different discussions. Um, the realism of superheroes, like how realistic some some of the superpowers can be, or, and um, uh, whether or not their explanation for the superpowers can be reasonable. And then we're going to go over the politics of superheroes. All right, so... So, Roger, uh, what do you think? Like, how uh, how uh, close to reality can superheroes be? Specifically, it depends on. Specifically, it depends on like the certain type. Like, you know, Superman. That's not feasible at all. Yeah. Uh, a super super steroid sunflower. Exactly. Yeah, but you know the the realest one would have to be, I guess, hands down, Captain America. Because like it's watered down. Basically, what is that? That's just you know a super powered white guy. That's all it is. Like he can do everything anybody else can. So no energy blast, none of that. But he just runs faster, jumps a bit higher, hits harder. That's it. I see what you're saying. So, uh, like, um, so it's like some what super billionaire can't become like a, a first Batman or Iron Man or something. Okay, realistically, no, because like on a mass production scale, you're looking at, you know, as far as Iron Man, you have to create an entire new type of energy source to power your suit, and then you're gonna go out and what fight crime? That's not that's not feasible. Like realistic, like. Uh, a good way for you to, you know, make money and help a lot of people off of that would be to take that new energy source that you develop and distribute it to third world countries. That would be a superhero. A, a guy who puts on, like, a, a nuclear-powered suit and, you know, fights a couple of terrorists in his free time here and there and, you know, sips on a martini. You're not helping anybody. You're just, you know, you're just playing a role. That's you, You've effectively done nothing. Because, like, organizations they have sub-organizations after that. So think of how, you know, Al-Qaeda spawned, you know, ISIS and how ISIS infiltrated certain groups and countries, how they had, you know, soldiers in the UK, Australia, Germany, the United States. Like, you wouldn't be doing anything if you just stopped one massive group because, you know, there's an entire subsystem after that. But, you know, distribution to, you know, like power distribution to third world countries like the Philippines, uh, Bangkok, uh, China, one of the most, you know, massive polluting countries on the planet. They're in desperate need of something like that. So, you know, flying around to, you know, a whole nother country and doing something ridiculous and very illegal. You know, you didn't solve anything. If anything, you created more problems than you solved. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like we're getting more into the politics of superheroes. Now. We'll, we'll get more into it later. But for now, let's stick into the realism of it. Alright, I mean, is it doable? In a sense, yes. Because, I mean, you have billions of dollars of funding behind it. As long as nobody questions where all that, you know, that stupid amount of money is going to. 
and you know why you have radiation poisoning 24-7 like I mean yes it is Batman no it's not because you know physically a normal person can't you know train like that and then just go out and, and fight people that that's not you know like think about how much force it takes to knock out a full-grown man like that's that's too much and for you to do that consistently repeatedly again and again and again it's physically tiring on you well uh, I, I, I would say like what would be the difference between uh, yeah yeah Captain America and Batman but I realize there's a big fucking difference between the two yeah one's on steroids the other's not <laughs> Like it, you know, it, it doesn't. Like I'm okay. If you go out in the middle of the night with a bulletproof suit and you repeatedly assault people, you're causing a lot of problems. You're, you're putting a lot of people in the hospital. But hey, they're, they're bad people. They're bad people, but at the same time, they're people. So they have rights and they have lawyers and money. So you're, you're gonna go to jail. <laughs> Depends on what kind of bad person. <laughs> it's a, so you're gonna go out and assault the, you know, the poverty. <laughs> you're gonna assault like a, a criminal who's in poverty. Like morally, is that right? <laughs> like, uh, it depends, cause uh, uh, like I said, there's different kinds of um, not not crime, but perpetrators. You know, they they have different backgrounds. Someone like the Joker. Fucks up people not for nothing but the sake that he gets to fuck them up. Like some homeless guy will rob someone just because he needs food. Like is, is Batman gonna put their knee backwards just because of that? <laughs> okay. Again, we're getting into you know the the politics. The, the politics but physically, let's talk about it. Like. At, at how long can you know uh, an Olympian compete at their peak level before they get tired? How long can a gymnast you know swing across bars before eventually his arms give out? You can't do that consistently on a night-to-night -night basis every day after running a multi-billion-dollar company. It's it's too taxing on the body. Eventually, you break down from all the stress. You run the risk of tearing muscles, so that's a lot of physical therapy. And you know, once your body, you know, once you tear a limb, it, it doesn't heal the same. If I tear a bicep, or worse, if I tear my pectoral, I probably can't bench press 623 pounds again, ever again. So, you know, is that <laughs> feasible? Is it's too much without any, you know? Without any chemical assistance, steroids. And, that, and that, I guess that's where Captain America comes in. Exactly. Is Captain America feasible? Again, what is that? It's a white guy on steroids. So, yes, it is. I mean, what he chooses to do with those steroids, hey, that's you. But, you know, like, all it is is that his body can do work. It can just do work more efficiently. So, like, he can run for an extremely long amount of time it's just that his body doesn't produce as much lactic acids as you and I would if we were you know to go out and do a full sprint he can go out and do a full sprint probably for about an hour consistently and you know not get tired his muscles are like his fast twitch his slow twitch muscle fibers type type 1 and type 2 he, he doesn't have more muscle cells like you can't grow muscle cells you're born with a fixed amount 
but his muscles can become denser, and that's what weightlifters do. Like, no, powerlifters. The the small guys who have a normal frame, but you know they're lifting stupid weight in the gym. All they've done is you know they they densified their muscle tissue, and that's that that can happen with chemical assistance. But you also have to factor in you know how much does he train? Because you can't just take a serum and automatically you know you know bench press a thousand pounds. You have to gradually work yourself up to that. It's just that your body has the potential to do that now after you've taken that serum. So, yes, Captain America is possible, but, you know, you got to look at the side effects of that as well. You know, whether if that serum gave you powers or gave you cancer, it, it, yes, it can happen, but there's a lot of risk versus reward in that situation. I mean, um... Uh, Captain America is only the only one of two people who've ever been given the serum. Him and what, Red Skull? Yeah, that German freak. Yeah, I mean... Exactly, and what they said was all it did was amplify the man. So all it did was amplify but, the potential that was there. No, but, uh, I thought it amplified, like, uh... No, I'm, I'm not thinking, of, I, I want to say character, like who you are inside, what kind of heart you have, and then that's what made Captain America become good, because he wanted to do good for the sake of good, for the sake of his country, and that's what he wanted to do, but Red Skull had other means, but, um, uh, uh, didn't he like, always crave power, right? Yeah. And, uh, that his crave for power, in addition to the serum, made uh, may uh, had very it yeah, fucked them up. It yeah. Fucked, yeah, it just fucked them up. But uh, he was superhuman in the end. But he was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that. That's also an issue too. Like psychologically, where are you at? Like, are you in a position to psychologically handle the the power that's about to, you know, be, be granted to you? Like, are you just like, yeah, I'm a secretly stand-up guy, but I have, you know, homicidal, you know, thoughts at night, and I think about ripping a guy's face off. Like, <laughs> like... It sounds like, a little like Rorschach to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can't... You can't just give anybody superpowers. Like, like it, it can also mess with them mentally. Like, your, your brain is giving yourself a certain amount of, like, a certain amount of chemicals. Like, what, what dictates emotion and action? Those are the chemicals firing off in your brain right now. That, that you know, dictates whether you know, you're gonna hit a guy, or you're gonna walk away, or you're gonna you know, kill a guy, or are you happy, sad, depressed, angry, all of those things. So you also gotta, you know, think about if if what you're about to do to yourself is gonna have any type of mental is gonna have any type of effect on your mental health because physically you may be outstanding. One would even argue perfect, but mentally, where are you at? You know, are you are you crazy now because of what you just did to yourself? Like, oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's also interesting topic to go into the. I get the ment the psychological state side of being a superhero. That I get it, when you're a superhero, you're gonna have bad days. We can argue upon that. Like you couldn't save him. You weren't fast enough. Spider Man, you didn't catch Gwen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. The psychological side could be 
much more worse than the weather. What the physical demands it will put you under. Exactly. Like you may be able to run faster than any Olympian. You may be able to outrun Usain Bolt now, but now you might have schizophrenia or your neuro your your neurological state is degrading rapidly. So you're about to have Parkinson's or oh, pa uh, that's the worst thing. Parkinson's is super strength. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're trying to lift a thousand pounds but you're shaking too much and you drop it on the first <laughs> trying to lift the car but you drop it on them repeatedly. <laughs> like, like, well, I would save you, man. Oh, I snapped there in half. Yeah, I snapped their neck in half. Like, you know, mentally, I mean, because like, look at people who work day-to-day -day jobs. They, they go... Like, people who work day-to-day -day jobs, like, I, I imagine that someone who loves their job is, a, like, their mental state is a lot more different from someone who hates their job. And now, you have all this anger festering up inside of you on top of the fact that you can, you can outrun and catch anybody who pisses you off, and you're strong enough to throw them through a wall. That's not a good... <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. You know, it scene that reminds me of uh, the Incredibles. Remember, uh, like his boss called him into an office because he kept trying to help people. Perfect they, example. Uh, yeah, the insurance company kept kept trying to screw each and every one of the customers over, but he helped them with the system, and then. And uh, what I can't remember his name. Bob. Yeah, Bob. yeah. yeah Bob. Bob. He saw a guy getting mugged, but his boss wouldn't let him help again because he just wanted to lay into Bob. Yeah. And then when the when the burglar got away, Bob got mad because someone who could have been helped wasn't helped, and he threw his fucking box. <laughs> he threw his box and his short ass through a fucking what five walls? Damn near ten, man. <laughs> It was, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, and then that's another thing. You have to dedicate yourself to your profession now, which is superheroes, because anything below that is nothing. It is so unfulfilling. It's like, what am I doing in this insurance company? And I know that I'm like literally the most agile human being on the planet. I can somersault over 10 different guys and punch a bad guy with a machine gun in the face and still have time to get the other 15 I left, you know, behind me. Like, like it doesn't make sense to be a cashier clerk if you can do all that. It's just, it's not fulfilling. Yeah, that also must have been when Bob was feeling because, you know, he could have saved people in, like, uh, the most stressful or the most dangerous situation, like how he stopped the train. But uh, he was spending his days behind the clerk telling people, no, you don't have, you don't qualify for this insurance claim. Exactly. Can you imagine how fucking stupid that is? Like, you can do... <laughs> Nothing, nothing anybody else can do, and like this, nothing isn't like oh, you can, you know, you can write know, backwards. Like you know, you can write backwards. Like you can, you can stop a fucking train from falling off the rails. So, what sense does it make for me to, you know, tell people what they qualify for in terms of insurance? Like if if you ask me, would you like to do that? And I have superpowers. I tell you, go fuck yourself. Like I'm being honest. Like I look at you like you're stupid, and just walk off. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, an unfulfilling person got a lot of festering, uh, fester of rage, disappointment, 
you know, depression, you know, what, what are they bound to do if, if they could do all of those things? Like, what is Captain America bound to do in a depressed state? That's another thing. Like, what is required of you physically to maintain that, that level of performance that you've had? Like, what's required of you to maintain your super strength? Because nothing is finite. There's, there's a certain requirement for everything. Like, you're like your like the energy you your your BMR your basal metabolic rate your energy expenditure how much calories you burn throughout the day like you know say you you know you were able to eat 1000 calories a day and be fine now on top of the fact that you have super strength how how much how much you know how many more calories are you going to have to consume now to maintain your super strength and be able to perform with that super strength without it you know, falter, like, before your body begins to, you know, consume itself because you aren't eating enough. Like, like, do you know how to regulate your body properly now that you've gone through these genetic treatments that nobody else has done? You're the only person like this. So, are you, are you, you know, safe? Are you safe from yourself at that point? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the unforeseen, like, requirements it takes to maintain your superpowers, not just use them, but actually keep them up to standard. Yeah, like, you know, uh, a power lifter, they have to consume thousands of calories, well, like, like, at least maybe 6,000, damn near 200,000 calories a day. Eddie Hall, world's strongest man, has to eat damn near maybe 100, if not 200,000 calories a day to maintain his strength. And he was doing you know, some impossible shit, lifting giant boulders and, you know, you know, world's greatest bench press and all that. He had to eat a certain amount of calories a day to maintain that performance. If not, he wouldn't be able to compete. Uh, Half Thor Bjork, the mountain from Game of Thrones. I, don't, I can't pronounce his fucking name. He also has to eat, you know, a certain amount of calories just to stay alive because he's like seven foot tall. He's like seven feet tall. So, like, damn. Yeah. All right. Well. Huh. Oh, uh, sorry. Um. Alright. Alright. Uh so uh that's it for the for the first portion of this uh podcast. Stay tuned for the next portion. Uh we'll be back in a few. Alright, so welcome to the second section of our podcast. Uh, once again, back with Paul Bunyan, the funny man, and my main man, Roger Kahn's Lemon Lime, Fuji Boy Rhymes. Alright, so on the next section, we're going to be discussing the politics of superheroes. Uh, are they right or wrong? Are they elite? Is, is the action justified or are they not? Roger? Okay, uh, first off... You know, if you want to go around in a star-spangled suit and, you know, punch people's skeleton inside out, then you kind of got a problem. No, <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, yes and no. I mean, you should leave it up to your local law enforcement specifically because they get paid to do that. So, you know, they get paid to put their life on the line and deal with other people's crap. Imagine you're about to do all that for free. Not only that, like, they, they get, you know, they get state-of-the-art equipment. They get that. 
uh, right off the bat, as soon as they're, you know, issued to be in the field, and, you know, protect and serve, quote unquote. But, you know, like they, they get that equipment. You're going to have to self-fund yourself for all of that, wh whether you be, you know, doing this on a, you know, a poor man's salary, a budget man's salary, which I highly, highly advise against because, you know, you don't want something that's subjected to faulty specifically because you, you know, you, you know, might have got it from a shady vendor or, you know, you made it yourself and you forgot that there's a bad wire. You don't want that. You want your stuff to be made and you want it to be state of the art. You want it to be field tested and you want it to be extremely accurate because you're about to, you know, essentially lay your life down on what's in your utility belt because you're going to have to you know, carry a utility belt. Otherwise, where are you going to house all your tools? Like a, a superhero is just like a superhero is just in a sense that, you know, they're not out, you know, going around roundhouse kicking bad guys off of rooftops. That's not that's not a superhero. That's that's more of a vigilante. You know, going outside of the law to see justice, you know, administered in your own ideal. That's, you know, that's vigilantism. A superhero is someone who upholds the system. Like, like there's someone who would, you know, try and use the system to their advantage to prove not only that it works, but to apprehend criminals at the exact same time. So that is going to mean you're going to have to have some sort of well-established communication with your local law enforcement and that means while everyone else might not know your you know your secret identity the law the police are gonna have to know that because you have to sign a written statement as to what went on you can't put an alias down otherwise you're not a credible witness or you you know you're not you're not a credible source you're just you're just a nobody. You're somebody w with a mask on. They can't. They can't trust you. You're somebody who threw a train at an eighty-year-old woman. Exactly. You're somebody who threw a train at an eighty-year-old woman because you thought she was shoplifting. No, but like yes, uh, like a primary example of this would have to be the Seattle superhero Phoenix Jones. He's like famously known, and he's a, you know a huge, huge superhero over there in Seattle. They, they, you know, they love the guy. He is their superhero. He's been active for about, I want to say, nine, maybe ten years. He, he's put a lot of, he has actually put a lot of criminals behind bars, but he did so by working with the system. That means he didn't, you know, he didn't just go out looking for trouble or people to assault. Because, you know, if you see somebody committing a crime and you, you know, just randomly run up and punch him in the face because you're like, oh, you're a criminal, pow, that's assault. And you probably killed that person because typically when you knock someone out, you have to worry about their skull hitting the concrete, which could do severe damage to their brain. You know, you have to administer a citizen's arrest. And with a citizen's arrest, it is OK to use, you know, somewhat, you know, it's OK to use a specific amount of force. Like if I wrestle, you know, my co-host Elijah down to the ground because I saw him trying to, you know, hold up a liquor store. That's understandable. That's a citizen's arrest. I'm now going to detain you to the proper authorities get here, and then I'm going to have to submit a statement as to what went down. It's okay nah, for you. Nah, the true crime here is how much you're selling that goddamn vodka for, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you even old enough to drink? Don't ask. The, don't. <laughs> don't be asking the wrong questions. Get to the question. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, you know, I, I can I can be an eccentrically dressed individual and I can administer a citizen's arrest when I do see injustice happen. I can do that. But 
if I were a quote-unquote superhero, I can do all of those things. I can have a costume. That costume is going to have to be bulletproof. It's going to have to be, you know, tactical. Not something, you know, you can't go out in spandex. People have knives, they have guns, they have brass knuckles, and they have a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of, like, you know, hate. So, you know, imagine getting punched in the face with somebody's daddy issues. It's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, like, but, um... What about Spider-Man? Like, he doesn't wear bulletproof, he doesn't... He, he just wears spandex. See, that's the thing, that's where superpowers come into play. Like, Spider-Man is a very, very, very possible superhero, specifically because it's genetic modification. It, it all ties into Captain America. Or more specifically, it's genetic... It's, uh, gen, it's gene splicing. So you're taking an organism that's already, you know, matured and exists, or, well, no, he hadn't fully matured yet, so you're taking... An organism that's going through a developmental stage and you use restriction enzymes to sort of you know cut off you know not cut but they do exactly as they sound they cut half you know they they cut certain cells and then you would then attach uh some sort of you know some sort of gene maybe a specific gene like a spider's uh a spider's uh you know the the gene that they use for their hair the the thing that allows them to climb walls you would have to take restriction enzymes and, you know, attach them to the, you know, Peter Parker cells so they can cut them in half. And then I'm a bit fishy on this, but they don't actually cut them in half. But they take a cell and then they attach a new form of DNA to it so it becomes compatible with the host. They then take those new cells and inject them into a retroviral, retroviroid, which they then administer to the host patient, which would be in this case Peter Parker. Basically, he was infected with something similar to AIDS. So, <laughs> just with spider powers. Making news, new epidemic, spider AIDS. <laughs> so, yes, it, it, it's possible. He could, you know, someone could walk around with, you know, the, the powers or characteristics of a giant-ass jumping spider. However, again, risk versus reward. You get superpowers, but maybe all your hair falls out. Or, or maybe uh, all maybe, your... Maybe you go an extra set of arms. Or maybe... maybe some people, that wouldn't be a... A bad effect. Or maybe you grow a silk organ in your ass. It like <laughs> yo, it, it's you don't know the full effects of what you're about to tamper with. The thing about this is we are in the early stage developments of these, you know, of these superpowers. People actually want superpowers. This is a sought after, desired thing, and that's why certain genetic companies exist. They are, you know, trying to make, you know, the peak, you know, the peak ideal of human physicality, not Usain Bolt. Not Eddie Hall, but more. Like, people can go into a store and come out with super strength. You know, a specific facility and come out with super strength. Like, like that's gonna be, that could potentially be our future. And that's what a lot of companies are driven to. Biological mimicry is not only sought after in technology, not in technological fields, but in, you know, you know, uh, 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 medical companies, pharmaceutical companies, uh, certain, certain uh, aquatic organisms have you know, the genetic trait to slow down aging, if not age at all. That's sought after. That's, like, that's a desired thing. And whether or not you call that a... Hell, it is a superpower. You don't age anymore. Or you age slower. Th those are things that qualify as superpowers. But back to it, the reason why Spider-Man is able to, you know, not, you know, not wear body armor when he doesn't fucking feel like it is because he has his spider sense. Like, that that alerts him of early oncoming danger. And his... And his, and his far out as that seems as wacky as that seems 
I guarantee you, I did not smoke anything before this podcast. I did do a lot of research, though. And spider hairs actually do allow spiders to sense certain frequencies of light, vibration, sound, and even a drop of water. That's why before you're about to swat a spider, they're kind of already on the alert. Not because they saw you, but because they felt you. And as pedophilic as that sounds, as unnatural as that sounds, that's actually a thing. And, and, and it's phenomenal, you know? So Spider-Man doesn't need to wear body armor, one, because of plot, and two, because of his powers. It, it alerts him of, of danger. Like, he can feel somebody from across the room pointing a gun at him. He can feel that. So he's already like... The real question is, how am I going to dodge this in the most stylistic way possible to amaze <laughs> the victim who's probably going to get shot when I weave this bullet? <laughs> Boy, I like, how, how do I, how, how do I, uh, I dodge this bullet in a way that will impress my Jane? Before, you know, before I give her, before I give her uh, cancer from my spider spray. <laughs> that was a legitimate comic book issue. I, I, I encourage you to go find it. But yeah, and that's another thing. Spider-Man is also stupidly strong, but at a certain point, it doesn't matter because he has his web shooters. So he physically, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to punch an ordinary guy like you and me in the face when he can just ensnare us in his web. And that's so perfect. That's so perfect because he would be the superhero that is law abiding, who who makes tons of citizens arrest. And not a single person is harmed that, you know, by him, of course. Well, Except uh, some cases of Vertigo, except, where he throws them out of a moving vehicle and webs them to a building. Yeah, yeah, except for certain <laughs> cases of that, you know, if they don't get hit by a light pole and split in half. <laughs> but, you know, like, they would still be alive and they would be apprehended. And the most minimalist amount of damage would be done. I'm not talking about catastrophic damage from like you know pumpkin bomb or anything like that i'm talking about you know nobody was shot in the crossfire no no stores are filled with bullet holes or anything like that you know everybody's safe and the bad guy is ensnared that, that that's perfect yeah. uh nothing like I, I mean it's perfect because you know i took you know massive amounts of inspiration from that and and, and I'm trying to make, you know, you know, the exact same thing, a web shooter. And, and as far-fetched as it sounds, it's actually very possible because, you know, the only thing that it is is just a, a wrist-mounted, powerful, I guess in a sense, water gun that shoots a polymer similar to that of nylon. We have certain, you know, chemical applications now for nano glue. Like, that's very possible. It may not be possible to replicate spider silk on a budget, but, you know... I mean, it's not possible to get exact spider silk, but it is possible to, you know, replicate it w with a budget, in a sense. Like, that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> over okay. at my uh, over at my YouTube channel. Uh, shout out Kinds Innovations. Go ahead and follow. It's a huge research project incorporated <laughs> into Eastfield. So I encourage you to go and check it out. All right, so uh, after Vajik's uh, shameless self-promotion. All right, so... You, what you, <laughs> Okay, yeah. All yeah. right, so what you're saying is that Spider-Man has a more, I guess, moral advantage to other, su to other superheroes because he doesn't actually hurt the, the perps during the conflicts. Yeah, that's exactly... Sorry, that self-promotion was hysterical. But yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. He would be able to perform citizen's arrest 
you know, like as, as efficiently as possible, more so than actual arrests, because cops and law enforcement have a multitude of tools. But for some reason, they think they should always just immediately fire their gun. Sometimes on people that are just, you know, sitting in their houses, <laughs> minding their own business. Excuse me. But, you know, that that's the thing. He doesn't have a firearm. His web shooters can't, you know, intentionally hurt someone if he doesn't, you know, strangle someone with a web. Like, he can just attach a bad guy to a wall, send an anonymous tip to the cops, and, you know, be there to sign and do all the proper paperwork with the proper authorities and everything like that. Yeah. The only thing that... Ha- the only hurt, the only harm that was ever done was to the criminal's uh, ego. Exactly. So, yeah, this is the this the, the guy in that cell that was taken was uh, beaten by a, the teenage kid in spandex. <laughs> exactly. Who shoots basically silly string, st- very sticky silly string from his wrist and attach people to light poles. <laughs> but yes, that's. Like, the real-life superhero, again, I bring him up, his name is Phoenix Jones. He doesn't carry a firearm, but he does have a tactical suit. And, and, you know, it is, to some degree, bullet resistance, because, you know, nothing is bulletproof. His costume is very bullet resistant. He does use state-of-the-art body armor. And he does carry around handcuffs and pepper spray. He's also a trained mixed martial artist, so he can subdue someone very, very capably. And he's done it numerous times. He has sent, you know, uh, numerous people to jail, you know, again, I encourage you to look him up, research him, Phoenix Jones, and he does, you know, certain times he uses pepper spray, other times, you know, he has been known to resort to violence, but that was only in certain cases where the specific state he was in had a mutual combat law. Like, a mutual combat law is if, if I agree to fight someone and they agree to fight me, we can fight, and no assault charges or anything like that would be pressed. Like, you couldn't press a charge on you know, said person, because, you know, it, it was a mutual agreement. We agreed to fight each other. The outcomes were unpredictable. And, and and that's, you know, he utilizes that to his advantage. He's a very smart guy. He, he's a great MMA fighter. Uh, his real name is Ben uh, Fodor, Ben Forder. He, he's, you know, you know he's, he's very well known in over in Seattle and, you know, the real life superhero community and stuff like that. So, yes, it, it's all about performing the proper citizen's arrest and not just running up to a guy and say, hey, I saw you break into that car, now I'm going to break your nose. Like, you know, you can't do that. That's just illegal, and <laughs> you're going to go to jail. All right, so uh, uh, let's switch over to a different kind of hero. Okay. All right, so we're on one spectrum. We're on the law-abiding hero, such as uh, Spider-Man, but what about on the complete opposite spectrum, like Rorschach? Rorschach. Like, well, I previously stated... He used to follow a somewhat loose, uh, abiding, <laughs> loose, law-abiding tactic where, he, yes, he did beat the shit out of criminals, but they'd, they'd go to jail. He and fucking he named be- them. <laughs> uh, like, he handicapped criminals, but he never actually killed them until one traumatic night where he was hunting down a, a, a child rapist. And then he found the remains of the child in the, in the child rapist's home. And then when the child rapist gets home, Rorschach basically, um... his skull. <laughs> yeah, according to the film, but in the comics, he just sets him on fire. Yeah. But uh, either way, yeah, he sticks to a much more chaotic, uh, more anarchist, anarchistic view. Like, um, 
like, like more towards vigilantism. In a sense, it is vigilantism, and we would call this chaotic good. Chaotic good is not good. <laughs> it, it's it's not. It's so ineffective that you're either gonna get shot by the criminals you're trying to, you know, uh, the criminals you're trying to subdue, or the cops, because in their eyes, you, you're a criminal. You're you're very very bad. You're proof that the system does well no you're not even proof that the system doesn't work you're just that you're you're another criminal you just go out and assault other criminals if not murder other criminals and you know last time i checked you know i, I may be wrong about this but murder is still illegal I I am i right yeah, yeah. it's pretty illegal but okay, okay. Man, uh, as long as you get caught right it's only yeah. illegal okay it's, okay it's only illegal if you get caught <laughs> other than that no one needs to know <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean, in a sense that you can't go around murdering people just because you saw a guy slap his wife. I mean, you know, that guy is a piece of shit and he deserves to get his ass kicked, but, you know, you aren't judge, jury, and execution to decide, okay, we're going to put this man down for an assault charge and, you know, murder uh, numerous other criminals. It's just, it, it's, it's not effective because effectively all you do is you don't, you, you, you spread... You spread mass panic because now not only are the people you quote unquote protect afraid of you, but but the criminals, you know, I guess you want to instill fear in the criminals. OK, but you've also made other people afraid of you now as well, because you're 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 a murderer now. You're you're semi unpredictable because, you know, a serial killer can change their motives in about a day. These people are unpredictable. And if you go around murdering numerous criminals, you're gonna the, the, in the eyes of the FBI or the, or the lives of the uh, the eyes of the proper authorities you could potentially change your motives to start hitting like you know killing people during minor offenses like what's to say like if i jaywalk across the street you aren't gonna cave my skull in with your grappling gun like come on that's not that's not right and and you cause more problems than you saw you you spread mass panic you uh <laughs> you 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 know, overwhelm the coroner and the forensic <laughs> sciences <laughs> with with a pile of bodies every every what Saturday when you got free time, <laughs> and in the most gruesome fashion. Like, no, you're you're, you're a problem starter and not a problem solver. Because effectively, yeah. all a superhero is is a problem solver. Yeah, I get. So, like, you want you want to stay more on the legal side because uh, when, when you stay with there there's less problems uh, better solutions and all that and you, the, the local morgue won't have to make it say but Chuck this guy was beaten by, by so and so and the description of injuries I refuse to say <laughs> oh my god yeah but like that that's the truth like if you aren't doing citizens arrest but you're putting people in the ICU. Okay, you might have the bad guys shaking in their shorts, but at the same time, you you got uh, you got a lot of taxpayers, you know, spending their money to you know help people recover from their backwards kneecap situation with you in a in a jaywalker. Like it's it's not effective. You're you're causing more problems than you solve. And in the eyes of the law enforcement, you're not a good guy. You're a, you're a very bad guy. I don't know unless you know the law enforcement's like, hey, we'll turn a blind eye to you, you know, uh, beating on the mentally ill like Commissioner Gordon does with Batman. <laughs> like uh, Batman's out here, you know, 
breaking the jaws and teeth of of, of, of schizophrenic. So it's in commission. Gordon's like, mm, I didn't see anything. <laughs> Speaking of like the uh, fucking crazy people, what about Joker, the craziest of them all, the king? What? The the clown prince of crime? Yeah. In that situation, okay, I mean, anybody's gonna recommend murder. Any sane person with with any type of moral compass is gonna say, hey, you kill you should kill this guy. I know I, I know I said, you know, a couple minutes back that oh, a superhero is someone who performs proper citizen's arrest, and Batman has done that numerous times with the Joker, but at the same time, he keeps getting out repeatedly. I mean, again, and again, and again, and some more, with, with pies made of acid, like, where does he have the time to make this shit? <laughs> but, like, you see my point. The, the Joker is someone who has... You know, very dangerous connections and very and, and a large amount of money to make a freaking a, a, fr a freaking uh what are those things called those chattery things that are also uh, uh, uh whatever you know what I'm talking about like they chatter and then they explode that yeah if he can make that and he can make more of that and he can mass produce other goofy dangerous weapons you should make and like you can't contain him in any facility because he's been in you know arkham asylum numerous times he's been in jail numerous times and he still gets out yeah yeah even then they assigned him as a psychiatrist and guess what he turned the fucking crazy <laughs> yeah he took Harley his he, he took his he outsmarted his fucking phd psychiatrist dr harleen quinzel got outsmarted by a <laughs> by a guy who's a permanent clown like by a quote-unquote insane guy he's he's clearly a lot smarter than he lets on because he engineers all of his own weapons <laughs> he engineers all of his goofy gases and chemicals and stuff like that he's clearly a smart guy but at the same time he has the entire world thinking he's insane oh better yet better example he had harley quinn harley quinn was a great doctor she dr harleen quinzel phenomenal she was great guess what she was on to his shit she knew the Joker was full of shit. He wasn't crazy. But by the time she could present that, because she was building a case against him, she was going to present this massive amount of evidence to the court. But the Joker's like, oh my God, she's totally got me figured out. Better yet, why don't I bring her to the crazy side? And he did that effectively. So at a certain point, could you call this, you know, this basically a mastermind crazy? And Batman, he murdered Robin. But how far are you gonna, like, how long are you gonna keep putting him in jail before he eventually gets out? Like, he's destroyed Gotham numerous times. I I'm gonna say, Gotham would be at least 25%, if not 40% safer with the Joker dead. Because he organizes a lot of criminal activity. Like, he has so much pull in Gotham Underworld, it's ridiculous. Like, you gotta kill that guy. Like, send him up to Texas, we don't care, we'll flip the switch and have barbecue, like, right after, like alright uh, oh yeah, well oh, uh, that, um well, that's all for our podcast uh, thank you for tuning in remember to follow, to follow our podcast, to subscribe to leave a review, go follow oh, uh, Roger's uh, shameless like, uh, Self-promotion again, again, guys. It is Kinds Innovation, K-I-N-E-S, capital K, Innovation, spelled the normal way.
again it's one video up uh, there'll be uh you know an intro video up and a proof of concept up pretty soon but yeah go ahead and follow and like and subscribe on your boy's youtube channel be sure to click that notification bell thank you all right well uh thank you for tuning in tune in next time and we'll see you later i'm a dick <laughs> i'm a dick <laughs>